0: I I knew when I uh, used the word party um, in the title just wondered what kind of uh, freedom was that going to unleash from the band and uh, it uh, it did uh, even beyond my imagination it is uh you know when I was uh in high school maybe some of you can uh, relate maybe not but um When I was in high school, you know, the question on Friday was always, you know, where's the party, right? Where's the party? And usually, where was the party? By the time, you know, you got to be junior and senior year in high school, the party was usually where the parents weren't, right? Right? And that's sort of the word that got around, yeah, and that's where wherever the parents weren't, that's where the party was. Well, today that's still the case. It's just even more dangerous. Because with cell phones and information, the word can get out to hundreds in seconds that this is the place where the parents aren't. So it's where the party is. Well, uh, in our passage today. We'll find out where the party really is. And it's not because the parents aren't there. The party is found where God is. It's because of his presence that we truly can celebrate. And we'll talk about a little bit more about how we've let the world define the word party and it's totally made it void of its meaning because what we have here with Zechariah he is telling the people as they remember they've they've been in Babylon for 70 years sort of like getting sent to your room for 70 years maybe a little worse and now Zechariah is leading the people of Israel back into Jerusalem. They've, they've rebuilt the foundation of the temple. They're going to rebuild the temple. They're, they're going to start all over in a sense. And Zechariah is, is helping them make that transition to say, we, we've got to learn to celebrate because God is in our midst. So Zechariah chapter 8, invites you to turn there. 772 in your pew Bible, or if you've got your own Bible, Zechariah is not the most common place, so just get to Matthew and turn left a few pages, and you'll find Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 8, we'll read the first uh, eight verses, and then um, from verse 18 to the end, or you can follow along on the screen. Let's uh, pray together. Gracious God, we give you thanks again for your the presence of your spirit and your work in our midst. And we we pray that you indeed will soften our hearts and minds and free us to truly celebrate, to truly celebrate your love for us, your unending faithfulness, your care, your provision, your forgiveness. Help us, Lord, in this this time, not just to think it and know it, not even just to feel it, but that it it be in the depth of our soul a sense of that joy and gladness of celebrating you and your love. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Zechariah chapter 8, starting with verse 1. The word of the Lord of hosts came to me, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I am jealous for Zion with great jealousy, and I am jealous for her with great wrath. Thus says the Lord, I will return to Zion and will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the faithful city, and the mountain of the Lord of hosts shall be called the holy mountain. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Old men and old women shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem each with staff in hand because of their great age. And the streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in its streets. Thus says the Lord of hosts, even though it seems impossible to the remnant of this people in these days, should it also seem impossible to me, says the Lord of hosts, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will save my people from the east country and from the west country, and I will bring them to live in Jerusalem. They shall be my people, and I will be their God in faithfulness and in righteousness. And verse 18. The word of the Lord of hosts came to me saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, The fast of the fourth month and of the fast of the fifth and the fast of the seventh and the fast of the tenth shall be seasons of joy and gladness and cheerful festivals for the house of Judah. Therefore, love, truth, and peace. Thus says the Lord of hosts, People shall come. The inhabitants of many cities, the inhabitants of one city, shall go to another, saying, Come, let us go to entreat the favor of the Lord and to seek the Lord of hosts. I myself am going. Many peoples and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to entreat the favor of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, In those days, ten men from the nations of every language shall take hold of a Jew, grasping his garment and saying, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Zechariah makes it clear to Israel that what, exactly what we're celebrating. And he uses some language that maybe we're not familiar with because we don't usually use the word jealous with a positive connotation. But when used of God, it is of positive meaning that God's love for you and for me is jealous. It is undivided. It, it, it has no competition it is a laser-like love on you, on me, on us. Uh, like a couple weeks ago, it's that, that no-slip grip of a jealous love of God that is on each of us. And, and that's what we celebrate because His love is locked on us and never misses it's target. We're even told that his love is jealous, his love is so focused, even his wrath is likewise jealous. Yeah, it's in Hebrews that we're told that God' disciplines, He disciplines those he loves. You know, one of the, the surest way to know that a parent has given up on a child is when they stop disciplining, when they stop trying to teach. That's when they say, all right, I'm done. God refuses to give up. It'd be easy for Israel to think that way, right? Because they've just been sent to their room for 70 years. And God says, but my love for you and my wrath for you is is jealous for you. It is undivided and it will accomplish exactly your benefit. Because our benefit... Our great benefit, what well, we've just been singing, our great benefit is to be in God. It is to be in relationship with Him, to be in right relationship with Him, to, to, for Him to, to fill us and embody us. That is why we were created As Pascal said, we have a a God-shaped vacuum within us, that the God-shaped hole, and we try to fill it with everything else we can, and it never fills up until God fills us. So it's love for us. It's love for Israel. No matter what the situation might be, is jealous and locked on, never to be let go. And so he tells then his people, this is sure, I will accomplish this. It's a great picture, isn't it, of God's love being lived out where you got the more experienced men and women just sitting with their cane, watching as children fill the streets just playing with one another. Beautiful picture of God's creation, living out God's joy for which we were created. So he tells his people, so celebrate, know that this this is true, this my love for you can never be taken away. It is locked onto you, so know that, that this is what is real and true beyond what you see and feel. This is true, so celebrate. Turn the fasts into feasts. And he goes, to verse 18, he so, said, you know, take the, the, this month and this month and this month, take these fasts and make them feasts, make them times of joy, gladness, cheerful festivals, because my love for you is unending. I got to admit, I'm not good at celebrating. I'm just—I'm not that good. And and the, some of you are. Some of you are good at celebrating, and you need to teach me. Maybe you should come up here and and teach us. But I'm not good at celebrating for a number of reasons. One, I mentioned already. I think we let the the world define what celebration is, and the world defines celebration, uh, making it about Me, rather than about God. I'm also, I'm too busy to celebrate. You know, I'm always, what's the next step? I'm always thinking about, you know, when I'm about 85%, 90% finished with a project, I start working on the next one. And I don't take the time to stop and simply enjoy what God is doing. I had a friend who, who went down to the jazz festival and he said it was great and it just put him in the mood. He was just liquid. You know, he was just just enjoying the time and just driving back. He was still living the jazz festival. And, and he figured he'd come up Central Avenue. He said, you know, I'm in no hurry. All these people out running around, the speed limit goes up and down. I'm just going to yep, set it at 30 miles an hour and just chill on my ride back to College Hill. He got pulled over. He got pulled over for going too slow. And he's like, officer, what's the problem? He said, well, if you're going that slow, it must mean you're looking to do something. You know, it's so crazy that if, you're, if you take a leisurely stroll, it must mean you're casing the joint out. Or hiding something. But I don't slow down enough. To enjoy and celebrate the goodness of God. Also. As I just said. Focus more, make the celebration more about me. Make the celebration more about winning. The celebration becomes about accomplishing a goal. It becomes more about my success than God's. And so because of that, the reason I don't celebrate is because I focus on what, if it's focused on me, then I focus on what I dislike instead of focusing on what God likes. or I focus, if it's about me, if it's about accomplishment, if it's about winning, then I focus more on my failures than I do on God's successes. I focus more on the incompleted works that I have left undone than I focus on the completed work of God in Jesus Christ. In his life, his death, his resurrection. On my behalf. On our behalf. So I wonder, for you, do you stop and celebrate? And if you do, bring the rest of us on. And if you don't, then join with me in just wondering why, why we don't. And I, So I want to take a moment and I want to celebrate a, a few things. I want to celebrate particularly just the last eight weeks and the, the, the change in schedule that we've had on Sunday morning and adding the, the foundational hour with adults and with youth and with children, adding the, the children in worship piece uh, for uh, the worship services. I just want to celebrate because there were some that said, ah, that's not going to work. It's not going to happen. I just want to celebrate that God did that. And he, that he didn't just, amen. And, and, and I want to I celebrate what God is doing in the midst of it. You know, that there, if you count uh, the adults and the children, there's close to 300 people in, in the middle hour in different places throughout the building. And we're already running into space issues. We're already having to clean out closets. So, hey, some class is going to have to meet in there. Well, that class can only be in the summer and when it's sunny because we're going to have to meet out in the courtyard. And they we having issues of signs. We've got to put signs up because people don't know where that room is. We've got to tell them where, where that is. What a great problem to have. And I've had uh, um, uh, somebody come up to me and apologize, say, you know, I'm sorry, I'm late to worship every Sunday. I'm like, man, if everybody apologized for that, there'd be a long line But I'm late for worship. And then when I get there, it takes me forever to focus because my mind is so engaged on the conversations that we've been having as we've been looking at the Bible and looking at science and and looking at how they mix and match and, and what that means for us. And I'm like, praise the Lord, brother, may your tribe increase. had one dad say to me, you know, it, it was sort of a convoluted way, but from this class to this class and this event, what God really put on me was renewed in me that the charge that he's given me to be the spiritual leader of my family and spiritual leader for my children, I'm excited about some things that he's calling and leading me to do. And another person just saying, you know, this person, I never would have thought it, but they're a great teacher. It is great that, that they're leading this class because really their gifts of teaching are, are coming out. And, and others who didn't know each other, even though they've been in the same church for years, but find themselves sitting at a table discussing whatever the subject matter is around God's Word. And, and then that conversation continuing, hey, let's, let's go to lunch on Saturday. And finding out other things as they just share their life with each other. What a wondrous thing that God has done in simply the last eight weeks. And I want to give God thanks and celebrate His gifts to us. And Now, look forward to the explosion of other opportunities. To the explosion of other God-centered, life-affecting conversations that His Spirit brings as God's people gather around God's word together. No matter what the situation, we can celebrate God's laser-like, laser-focused love on each of us and the wonders of His work in our midst. And then, as we celebrate, As we, filled with joy and gladness, change the fast into a feast with Him, look at the results. Did you see the, the end of the passage, what the results are? we we flipped everything upside down on its head. Because what it says is that the world then asks us, Hey, where's the party? Where's your party? I want to go to the party that you're attending because that's a party that's happening. I mean, just what are you drinking? They might even attribute it. It's in our heritage. They might attribute it to a small S instead of a big S of spirit. Spirit. But as we celebrate the wondrous love and gift, as we take the time, make the time to enjoy and celebrate His love for us and His love at work in all of us, then the world takes note and says, that's a party I want to attend. That's a joy that I want a piece of. That's a gladness and a cheerfulness that I need. Hey, where's your party? Because I want to go there. Let's pray. Gracious God, we do rejoice in this moment as we reflect, as we explore, as we ponder your gracious love for us, your mercy, your grace, your forgiveness, your unending kindness. We give ourselves to You now seeking Your Spirit to continue to, to fill us, to, to feed our faith, deepen our trust in You so that our joy in You that will be true, that we indeed will, will celebrate You no matter the circumstances. Because no matter what the circumstances are, we know that You have locked on your love for us, that your work is finished, even if our work is unfinished or falling around all around us. We, we take this time, Lord, and we, we give you thanks for your, your gifts, your, your healing work. We thank you that Chuck Mary has been released from the hospital, Elaine Dunn. And we lift up to you, Roe Dennison, as she uh, back in the hospital. And we pray indeed for her, for Gary Wayne and the family, that they too will experience the, the joy and, and gladness that comes from you, even in the face of such struggle with disease and illness. We take this time, Lord, and we lift up to you our brothers and sisters in, in Haiti. We, we pray for, for your, your people... In the midst even of such destruction, continued destruction, we pray that you will keep them bold and strong and filled with your joy, even in the face of such destruction and evil. We lift them up to you. We lift up to you those in our midst as well who are continuing to, to pursue work who find themselves uh, unemployed. Uh, we pray for those who this, uh, in this season with the e- economy, the way that it is, and jobs as sparse as they are. We pray for your provision and care, your joy, your gladness to be true, to be real. We pray for your, your people, for, that you would so fill us that we would indeed be your community and care for one another in your joy. And gracious God, we continue to pray that we indeed would embody the celebration of your love and grace. We pray that we would be your people. And we come before you in one voice, seeking your continued work in our midst for your glory and honor. Dear God, Make us into Your community for Your glory. Connect us in Jesus no matter our differences. Lead us to serve the world like Jesus no matter the cost. Help us to celebrate You no matter the circumstances. We need You, Holy Spirit, to empower us for greater works than Jesus. Amen.